Dr. John Frixell, who's Executive Director of the Biodiversity Institute of Ontario, joins me on the line. Hello and welcome to the program. Yeah, it's nice to be here. So when we talk about changing habits, what do you think? Will we change any of our habits or will we just go right back to where we were when this is over? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I think that's one of the things that everyone's talking about right now. The uh, question is whether these short-term changes that we're all adapting to actually have any long life or not. And, and you know, uh, it, it depends on you, you know, on people's perspectives. But, uh, you know, it's conceivable that we'll see some long-term changes, but I don't think history shows that uh, we're very changeable species. We, we tend to sort of think we own the planet, and that means that we go where we, where we damn well please, and uh, wildlife be, uh, has to live with us. You know, when when we look at things like, you know, less pollution and those sort of things, I think that the, the collective thought on that is, well, that's quaint. Now back to the crisis. Well, I mean, clearly the changes in, you know, pollution levels make a lot of sense. Uh, industry's been compromised. A lot of our business activities have changed. And we are a lot less active than we have been Um Pollution itself, you know, obviously is going to pick up again as soon as, as those activities are renewed. And as soon as people get back on the landscape, I'm sure that we will be back on, into our old haunts. Uh, closures in national parks and, and our uh, inaccess to some of the places that we wander into, that, that'll all change, of course. But in the meantime, you know, wildlife species are, are, are adapting uh, you know, because they no longer are, are fearful of running into humans, and and you know their behaviors are pretty pretty cleverly adapted to keep out of sight. When we talk about you know the world's response to the pandemic and 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 how uh, I think we have begun to look at the world somewhat differently in terms of response to something that can cross borders so quickly, like a virus. Uh, do you see reason for hope there for international cooperation, or is it the opposite? Well, it would be nice to think that, you know, we can see that the way out of these problems in the future is if we are, are more cooperative. Uh, once again, you know, it's, uh, you know, there are plenty of people that fall on both sides of the divide on that one. Um, but I do think it's renewed, you know, a more serious discussion about how we actually anticipate these problems in the future. And I think that's actually a really important thing. Um, we tend to not think about problems in advance, but this is a reminder that we have to be prepared. And, you know, it's been a serious enough uh, dislocation for everybody, both economically and socially, that uh, it might well actually act as an impetus to change some behaviors. Let's see. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I guess it depends whether you, you look at the world as, as a glass half full or not. Um, but certainly the problem has been on in everyone's minds, and it would be nice to think that we do actually change our uh, our focus. You, you don't sound uh, terribly optimistic that there's actually going to be a change. <laughs> well, I guess I probably am in the glass half empty uh, category in the sense that I think uh, people need to be confronted with very blunt facts before they change their behaviors. But, you know, um, you know that doesn't stop me from being hopeful that you know we can turn the turn the tide and uh, and learn from our behaviors. It's it's just that uh, I think we need to keep that discussion going, and it's really important that you know when all this kind of uh, writes itself that we keep having that that conversation. Remind ourselves how serious it was, because when that when that memory slips from our memory uh, and fades, then you know we might revert to our old behaviors. So. 
I think it's important that we keep that discussion going. You know, not only are, are humans somewhat incapable of remembering anything that's happened in the, even the recent past uh, and governing your behaviors by it, but also we seem to be only able to cope with one issue at a time. And so now that coronavirus and the pandemic is the number one issue, it seems like, you know, you know, climate change and what's happening to the planet is just, it's not front and center. And I guess maybe my concern would be that we will be so anxious to get the world fired back up again that we will just fire up everything, every coal-burning plant we can find. Yeah, well, I think there's some uh, truth in what you say. That will be a temptation. And, you know, it, it's always a delicate balance between trying to figure out the things that benefit humans economically and, and what uh, the planet needs. Uh, but once again, I think, you know, as long as that discussion includes some, some longer conversations about, you know, where we would like to be in the longer term, I think it, you know, could be a, a healthy impetus for us to have a little bit broader perspective. So, you know, I, I think it's important that we keep that dialogue going and that we have a lot of public discussion around this issue and don't get fixated on, you know, just narrow economic goals. John Frixell is executive director of the Biodiversity Institute of Ontario. Fascinating uh, discussion. Appreciate you coming on the program. Thank you. No, it's a pleasure. Thanks.